0: Alright, good afternoon church, Merry Christmas. Uh, if you would take your Bibles with me, turn to Luke chapter 2. We're going to be quick tonight. I know we were promised a, a quick sermon this morning. This is going to be an actual quick sermon. I just had to get that in real quick. Alright, let's get serious now. All right, Luke chapter 2. So Luke chapter 2, most of you probably read Luke chapter 2 this morning before you opened Christmas gifts or whenever you opened Christmas gifts. You know in Luke chapter 2 you have the story of Uh, Joseph and Mary traveling to Bethlehem. You've got the story of the angels coming to the shepherds, the shepherds showing up to the manger. You have that whole story in verses 1 through 20. Uh, Then in verses 21 through 24, you have Mary and Joseph taking uh, the baby Jesus to the temple uh, to do some cultural um, Jewish things that were done to Uh, Male children in uh, Jerusalem in those days and times. So, this is the scene we're going to catch up on. We're going to begin reading in verse 25 today. And in verse 25, this is the scene. We're at this temple uh, where Joseph and Mary have brought baby Jesus. And uh, we're going to talk about this uh, character that's sometimes forgotten about in the Christmas story named Simeon. So, verse 25, let's pick up reading right there. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. which thou hast prepared before the face of all people alike to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at the things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rise, rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. You see the beginning of our story here. We meet this man, Simeon. We don't know much about Simeon in scripture apart from what this text tells us. But our first impression of Simeon is a good one. If you're big on first impressions, this is a good first impression of Simeon. It says we call this the law of first mention when it comes to Bible study. The first time that Simeon is mentioned, it's in a good way. He's given a special promise from God. Specifically, God has told Simeon, you will not leave this earth until you see the Messiah. So this is this really unique man that we're meeting uh, in this narrative. And really, if I could summarize Simeon's life, I, was, I would summarize it in this way. Simeon was a man of faith. He lived a life of faith. God had promised him something, and Simeon has the faith to believe that God will fulfill what he promised. And this story is the fulfillment of God's promise. He would finally see that which he was waiting on. What was he waiting on? Jesus, the Messiah, Emmanuel. Everything that Simeon hoped in, he found as he was holding this child in his arms. I want to look at just a couple things about Simeon, just three things again quickly here. When we talk about Simeon being a a man of faith, living a life of faith, we see that Simeon's faith drove his character, right? Simeon's faith drove his character. The Bible says that he was a just and upright individual. That word just just means righteous. He was a faithful man. He was a, you, you could say this to paraphrase, he was a good Christian. His faith in waiting for Christ made him a good Christian. This is the life that we live just like Simeon. We live a life of faith. Simeon was waiting on Christ to come the first time, and for us, we wait on Christ to come the second time. The Christmas story does not just remind us of the beauty that Christ came, it also reminds us of the beauty that he will come again. Just like Simeon, we live by faith. First Peter says this, whom ye have not seen, ye love." We await him. We're waiting on him. Even now, we, we've, we've already been given Emmanuel. He's already come and been with us and we've received salvation. But when he comes again, we will now receive our glorification, right? Because he came to be like us one day, we will be like him. Amen. We will be given glorified bodies. This is what we wait on. Just as Simeon was waiting on the Lord's Christ to come, we now wait on the Lord's Christ to return. We're living a life of faith. We believe that God's promises to us are true, just as Simeon believed that God's promise to him was true. We also see that Simeon's hope or Simeon's faith drove his hope. (coughs) Simeon's faith drove his hope, right? What was Simeon waiting on? You can imagine the scene here, right? The Bible says that he comes to the temple and this day was the Lucky day at the temple that he saw Christ. You could see the scene. Imagine Simeon, days after day after day, walking into the temple, waiting on this promised child. And another day goes by and he'd walk back in the temple waiting on this promised child. But imagine this day, right? When Simeon walks into the temple and has the discernment to immediately realize this is him. This is who I've been promised. This is who the world has been promised. As he lays out in his worship song, verse 32, this is the light of the Gentiles and the glory of Israel. This is the consolation of Israel. In verse 25, consolation just simply means hope. This is the hope I've been waiting on. Simeon's hope rested alone in Christ. I mean, I say to you, Christian, that that's, alone who are hope rests in. We have hope today, not because we're good people, not because we're church goers, etc., etc., etc. We have hope today because Christ came, Christ accomplished salvation's plan, Amen. and Christ is coming again. Amen. We have hope. Simeon is in this temple surrounded by many people, but his eyes are fixed on one thing, mm. the source of his hope. We live in a world today where our eyes can be fixed on many things. And even Christmas is an odd time of the year where it's actually very easy to get distracted from Jesus. But our eyes should be fixed on one thing. Where does our hope come from? Our hope comes from the Lord. So we see that Simeon's faith drives his character, we see that Simeon's faith drives his hope. And then we also see that Simeon's faith drives his worship. Verse 28, then took he up in his arms, speaking of Jesus, and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. Mm. That's amazing, right? A lot of us have bucket lists. I don't know if you guys have bucket lists. A lot of people like bucket lists. I've got one thing on my bucket list I'd like to do before I die. Simeon's bucket list is pretty simple, but powerful. He just wants to see Jesus. Mm. He could check the bucket list off this day as he holds Jesus in his arms. And, and notice what happens when Simeon sees Jesus. He, he, he really begins this song of praise, this song of worship. We don't have time to get into this for sake of time, but he begins to speak of this sufficient salvation, this, the scope of salvation that this Messiah would bring. He begins to worship Christ and I love verse 33 as as Simeon is saying these things about Jesus. It says that Joseph and Mary marveled at the things Simeon was saying. Simeon was worshiping Jesus. He knew the implications of who this child was. He knew what it meant for this child to be in his arms. He knew that salvation was coming to him that his hope was fulfilled and he knew that salvation and hope was coming to us and would be fulfilled as he held this child in his arms this propels his worship. And if you pay attention to the Christmas story, this is actually a big theme. How people see Jesus all throughout Luke chapter two, and even in the story that pastor preached on today, how they see Jesus would affect their worship, right? So the shepherds They're they're given this holy message from the angels. They're they're startled at the sight of the angels. They're in wonder at the sight of the angels. But they do not go telling others of who Jesus is. They do not begin to worship Jesus until they've rightly seen the Christ child. It's the same way for the magi or the three kings or whatever you want to call them, right? They see the star and they're following the star and they're in wonder of the star. But they do not bow down giving gifts in reverent worship to Christ until they see Christ. Simeon has lived a life of faith. He's a just and devout man. He's a good Christian. There's nothing bad said about him in the text. He's a good Christian, but his worship begins once he sees Jesus Christ. And right after verse 35 in verse 36, we are introduced to another character named Anna and her worship, her song of thanksgiving and praise begins once she sees Christ. I hope you're catching the theme here, that your worship is affected by your view of Christ. Simeon is in a temple, but his worship revolves around the child he holds in his arms. You can be in a church and not worship. You can be at a Christian function and not worship. You can read your Bible and not worship. Simeon's worship was affected by how he saw Christ. Why does worship fade? Because we care more about religion than we do Christ. Why does worship fade? Because we care more about church orthodoxy than we do Christ. Why does worship fade? Because we care more about our, what is our perception to others of what my Christianity is more than we see Christ. How we view Him directly affects how we worship Him. So, on this Christmas day, how do you view Him this morning? Can you say like Simeon, this is who all of my hope rests in. This is what I've been waiting on. This is where my peace is found. You caught it in the text. Simeon literally says, I'm ready to go. This is what I'm waiting on. My hope and my peace, it's fulfilled. And he essentially says, take me home. This is a comforting thought to us, Christian, that we receive hope when we come to Christ and he will be our hope in our dying day. He gives us peace and hope all throughout our lives. When we meet him and when we die and all in between those two circumstances, Christ is our constant source of hope and he will bring you peace. So the question must be asked this afternoon. How do you view this Christ child? And let this magnificent view of Jesus Christ drive your worship as it drove Simeon to worship. Dearly, Father, we just want to thank you again. As we once again meditate on the beauty of this day, Lord, truly, I, I pray that you'd help us to, Lord, not just focus on the truths of Christmas around this month and this day, but Lord, that we would be in constant awe. Lord, that because you came in our form, in our fashion, because you came like us, we will now one day be able to be like you. Lord, our future is bright. Lord, we anticipate our glorified bodies. We anticipate the hope of seeing your son return again. We anticipate that day of spending eternity in heaven with you. All because of what happened in this story and thereafter. Lord, I pray that you'd help us, myself included, just as Simeon saw Christ in a beautiful way. He saw Christ as his source of hope and peace and fulfillment. I pray that we would find our hope and peace and fulfillment in Christ and in him alone. It's in his wonderful name, we do pray. Amen.
1: Amen. How do y'all sing tonight? Amen. Wasn't it Isaiah said that I sang in the king in the king the, the year the king Uzziah died? I saw the Lord high and lifted up. Amen. That's the way we sing tonight, isn't it? Y'all want to end with a song? How about we sing "Joy to the World"? Y'all know that. Y'all ready? Here we go. Joy to the world, the Lord. Merry Christmas. Aren't y'all glad we have the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior today? Thanks for coming out tonight. I know it was short, but appreciate you taking the time on this Christmas day. Enjoy your evening, and uh, we have wonderful, We had a lot of reasons to be able to rejoice and to enjoy uh, what the Lord has given us, and so we thank God. Appreciate the message, Mr. Clay, and yes, I agree. I uh, hope and pray we see the Lord as our hope, joy, and strength, and he does drive our worship, doesn't he? I thank God for that. Sometimes we get away from stuff because we worry about, like he said, sometimes, I believe in church doctrine, no doubt Bible doctrine, but sometimes we've let stuff, we need to be worshiping the Lord. And uh, that, seeing him for who he is really dictates everything. And uh, high and lifted up. And so uh, let's look to him that way tonight. Amen. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. Lord, we just thank you for this few moments we've had tonight to stop and reflect again and to see you once again. And Lord, we do recognize you as our source, our hope. You're the source of our hope. You're the source of our peace. Lord, you're the source, source of our joy. And Lord, you're the source of our life. Without you, we have no life. We're merely existing. So again, on this special day, I pray you'll help us to see you like you should be saw today. And we'll thank you for what you do. We ask it all in the precious name of Christ. Amen. God bless you. Tell a few people good night before you leave. We love all of you. Enjoy. And I guess we'll see one another Wednesday. And then Sunday is the brand new year. Right? It's on
0: a Sunday this year. So God bless you. Be careful.